Howdy, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring in Seattle. And it is, what's the date? It's February 1st, 2020. And I just took my car to the mechanic. I have a 2008 smart car made by Mercedes-Benz. It has 91,000 miles on it. I got it used uh, eight years ago. And my plan is to keep driving it as long as possible. Uh, I love my little tiny car. A lot of Americans don't like little tiny small cars, but I do. Um, and it's got it gets about 40 miles to the gallon. Uh, what I don't like about my car, though, is I have to take it to the European mechanic to get certain things done. So, which is more expensive to get parts for it, and the mechanic is just, it's harder to find mechanics that can fully work on my car. Um, and in September, I had, uh, on the freeway, my tire exploded, and I had to take it to the mechanic because there was a nail in it, apparently, and I didn't know this, and... My tire pressure light came on a few days ago and I took the car in just now and they told me that the wheel, the tire basically that they replaced in September that had the nail in it that was shredded to pieces, they replaced that and if this, that was months ago, if this keeps happening then there might be something wrong that's beyond just the tire. So I'm a little nervous about that. Um, and then I have my transmission is called a clutch actuator. It's basically a very unique transmission. My car is automatic, but it kind of shifts itself like it's manual. So it's kind of like a manual slash automatic. <laughs> it's a weird car. Um, and so when it shifts automatically, it kind of jerks almost like I'm shifting it. So uh, it's a little finicky and a little rough. So this car is a little rough to drive. It's not super comfortable and cushy, although it gets 40 miles to the gallon and I can go perfectly fine on the freeway. I've, I've driven from Seattle to Portland three times. Uh, you know, that's like 300 miles or whatever that is, 200 and some miles. I don't know how long it is, but I drive this car on the freeway almost every day and it's fine. And I go like, you know, I've gone 80 miles an hour in this car, but I don't like, tend to like to speed, but I have, you know, it can go fast. This, these cars really do go fast. Um, it's certainly not a race car. It only has like a three cylinder or a four cylinder or whatever engine. I don't know anything about engines, but I know my car does not have a lot of cylinders, but that makes my get my insurance cheaper. So uh, to make a long story short, I'm really stressed out about my car and trying to figure out how long I should drive it and when I should get another car. Um, I didn't learn to drive until my 40s. Actually, I took driver's ed in high school and I passed, but my mom had a Volkswagen van that would stall and had alternator problems. So it was really hard to practice driving in that with my learner's permit with my mom. Um, I should have just gotten a cheap junker car when I was a teenager that was automatic to practice on. But for some reason, I thought I had to be rich, you know, to have a car. <laughs> so to make a long story short, the cars we practiced on in high school were automatics. And so they were easy to drive. Whereas my mom's car, Volkswagen van with alternator problems was hard. You know, I don't see why my family didn't help me out and get me an old junker car. But nobody in my family offered to do that. My mom or my dad, my dad could have afforded to get me a cheap junker car when I was 17, but he never offered that. So and maybe I was too scared anyway to drive. I don't know, but I gave up. 
And then I forgot about driving and then I developed a phobia. And then I thought I needed, you know, for some reason in my mind, I thought I need to make at least $5,000 a month just to afford a car. I don't know why I thought that, but that wasn't true. Uh, I don't make 5000 a month now, but um, I'm lucky if I make $2,000 a month to survive. But but I survived just fine because I have my rent is a third of my income and I go to the food bank. I know how to live really cheap. And uh, I got this car used um, at the smart car dealership in Seattle, which no longer exists because smart car was a huge failure in the United States, apparently. But I love this car other than the expensive repair costs um, and the jerky shifting. But I love how small this car is. But I'm thinking my next car, because I got my license finally in my 40s, and then I finally had the guts to buy this car, actually used student loan money to put a down payment on this car, and then I paid the rest off. I had a five-year loan, $120 a month for five years. I paid this car off. So I own this car fair and square now. Um, and so I think I'm only the second owner of this car. Uh, I bought it and it only had 24,000 miles on it, and now it has 91,000 miles on it. Um, the most the dealership would give me for it, maybe it might be 500 bucks. The most I could probably sell it for would be 1,500 bucks. It's got cosmetic damage. Um, the engine and transmission still run just fine, but it's got cosmetic damage, and it's got 91,000 miles. But um, So basically, I don't know if I'll try to sell it or trade it in, but I just... It's only my first car, and I don't really know how to do all the legal things I'm supposed to do to get another car, and uh, I want to keep my insurance. My car insurance is only $52 a month, so I want to get another car that doesn't have a lot of horsepower in the engine, and that gets really good fuel economy, good gas mileage. Somebody said I should get a Toyota Prius, but their batteries only last 10 years so if I got a Prius, I would have to spend more money on it because I would need to get one that only had like 50,000 miles on it or, you know, that wasn't too old in order, because the battery is like three or $4,000 if you need a new battery. And then there's a generator for the battery or something like that. Scotty Kilmer, a mechanic online says, watch out if you get a Prius that, you know, make sure it's in really good shape because the the battery and the generator or the whatever it is connected to the hybrid battery system is also like a $6,000 thing to replace. So you got to watch out on that. Um, you do save money on gas and it's good for the environment, but you end up paying extra for a Prius. But apparently Priuses last a really long time. But I'm thinking I might get a Toyota. Uh, Camrys and Corollas are really ugly and boring to me. Sedans, I prefer hatchbacks. I like little tiny sporty hatchbacks. I love, I've been obsessing about cars for months now and watching all these YouTube videos on car reviews. And I want to get like a, an older car, like maybe a 2012 or something, uh, like a Toyota Corolla or a Toyota Camry. I looked into getting a Toyota Yaris or a Toyota Echo. Um, I love my smart cart. It has roll down old fashioned windows. It doesn't even have power windows. I like that about it. I, I would love to get a, an older car that's in really good shape that had roll down old fashioned windows and just a bare bones car. Um, if I get an older car that's in good shape, my, my, uh, my car insurance is only $52 a month right now, and so I would like to keep it low like that. I know I could probably get it even lower, but I know if I have an older car that doesn't have a lot of horsepower, um, your car insurance is less. And 
why would I want to spend extra money on a newer car anyway? So as long as the engine and transmission and everything is in really good shape, I wouldn't mind getting a, a used, uh, you know, people, some people say get a Honda, get a Honda Fit or something like that. Um, other people say Hondas eventually need new pistons or something happens with the engines of Hondas that tend to not happen with Toyotas. Apparently if I get the best kind of Toyota with the best kind of engine and transmission, there are some Toyotas that will last three or 400,000 miles as long as you take care of them and change the oil and do all the maintenance that you're supposed to do to keep them in good shape. So apparently Toyotas are maybe have more longevity than a Honda. Other people say Mazdas are good. Um, I like the little tiny Prius Cs. Ooh, there's a golden retriever dog walking by. I'm sitting here in Volunteer Park as I record this in Seattle. I love this park. I need more time around trees. I've been really stressed out lately trying to avoid watching the news because what's going on in the news right now is ridiculous. But I want to focus this podcast on cars. If anyone listening to this has advice on cars, uh, what I'm looking for is a fuel-efficient, inexpensive car that is easy to repair and find parts for um, and doesn't need a lot of maintenance, you know, other than basic stuff. So I'm thinking a Toyota, maybe a Honda, but Toyota, and I just talked to the mechanics where I go uh, and most of them agree that Toyotas are way up there with Hondas, but that Toyotas, they themselves seem to have Toyotas. One one mechanic that works with me says he, he had a Toyota truck that had 300,000 miles on it, and he, he fixed it up and um, sold it to the other mechanic, and he's still driving it, and it has like 320 or 30,000 miles on it and it's still going strong so it could you know last for four or five hundred thousand miles if you take good care of it so I'm somebody who this is only my first car but I think I'm the kind of person that uh, I like to stay with something so once I get something it's like till death do us part so I'm kind of married to my car till death do us part uh, when I adopt cats I keep them you know until they die of old age so I'm on my third adult cat I had tucks for 11 or 12 years, and he died at age 20. Uh, I had Stella. Sadly, she only made it to age 14. She had liver and, and kidney failure. I don't know why. The vet and I couldn't figure out why she got liver failure. Just very sad. And now I have Kisun, and he's mildly diabetic, but I feed him a special raw meat diet, and he's doing well. But so till death do us part with me and my cats, and till death do us part with my car. So I guess that's my modus operandi uh, I like to live in the same place a long time. Maybe I'm mildly autistic. I don't know, but I don't like change and I like things to stay a certain way. So I'm going to keep this car as long as I can. I'm taking it to the European mechanic. Uh, they're going to change the oil and then they're going to scope out my car and tell me if, if there's any maintenance things I need to do to, to maintain it. Um, and then depending on what they say, if a lot of things are wearing out, I might ditch this car and, and get a Toyota a used Toyota. I was going to test drive cars at the dealerships and then with the intention of buying a car because it's less expensive from an actual owner online. But then I have to pay for a mechanic to scope out the car and make sure it's, you know, that it checks out in good condition. I want to get a car with a clean title that has no major, um, 
that has had no major accidents. I don't care about cosmetic damage at all. I don't care if a car is kind of scraped up or whatever. In fact, I almost prefer it. If a car is a little banged up and scraped up, then it's like less attractive to to criminals and stuff. If it looks kind of grungy, I have a bicycle that I ride around and it's full of duct tape and I, I decorated my bike and it's an old ripped up, you know, it's a perfectly good bicycle, but I've had it for like 15 or 20 years and it's, um, you know, it's all like, uh, punk rock, you know, it's very like grungy. My bicycle is very grungy looking. And so it's really on the seats all ripped up and I put a plastic bag on my bicycle seat. And so I don't think anybody wants to steal my bicycle and that's the way I like it. Um, cause I ride my bicycle a lot to work. I commute, So I kind of want a car, my ideal car would be fuel efficient and maybe something that only had 50,000 miles on it that was like from 2012. I know that would be hard to find. Just a car that doesn't have that many miles on it, like less than 50 or 60,000 miles and uh, in good shape in terms of the engine and transmission and all of the, you know, important parts of the vehicle would be in really good shape, but I don't care if it has cosmetic damage. Um, and it would be less expensive if I find a car that's a little bit grungy and beat up. So (laughs) that's kind of my style. Um, so I'm looking for, eventually I'm going to switch into my second car and then I plan to drive it like for as long as possible. Like I'm 51 right now. I'm going to retire maybe in 20 years. Uh, or I probably never retire. I love to work, but you know, I'll, I'll work a lot less when I'm in my seventies or maybe I will actually retire and get my social security, but I will still work or volunteer part-time or whatever. Um, I love modeling for artists and medical people, and I love to make my artwork and share it online and, um, show my work here and there. So that's what I'm thinking of in this podcast. This is all about cars. Does anybody out there listening to this, male or female, have opinions about, do you agree with me that Toyotas have a lot of good longevity and they don't have high maintenance costs to keep them in good shape? So thanks for listening. I'm open to questions and comments. And if you want to share any car wisdom with me, let me know. Um, Thanks. Bye.